Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Cars Unfiltered podcast. We are in a special situation today. We're in our mobile recording studio. Yes, a.k.a. Mike's F-150. Actually, my dad's F-150. Yeah. It's super high-tech. It is. Way. And it has a super crew cab. Yes. Yes, Yes, it does. (laughs) Cool, so we got a couple things to talk about today. Uh, Actually, one of the reasons is uh, that we're doing this kind of in a different scenario uh, is because this is half, we're meeting halfway between where me and Adam live and where Mike lives. So we typically, well, typically, I guess always, we live 100 miles apart, more or less. And uh, so we try to figure out ways where we can get together more. And this is one of them. Also, Mike is leaving. I am. I am leaving. The country. Friday to go to the tropical locations. (laughs) Semi-tropical locations, I suppose. Mike's timing is horrible, and is now finally have we have nice weather here, and he immediately leaves. Yeah, but now I won't have that shock of the weird weather when I come back, right? Where it was like warm where I came back, and then it's freezing and cold when I come. You know, I'll take the shock, and just to get out yeah. of the cold, the nasty that we've had. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I understand what you're saying, but uh, yeah. yeah, I still hate you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Regardless of when yep. you go, so we'll probably have two podcasts where we diss Mike hardcore. In between there. <laughs> he will not be present to defend himself. Thanks, yep. Thanks guys. <laughs> yep. Uh, Look forward to having her figure that out when I come back. Re- well, respond to the uh, fal- false accusations, I guess. I don't know how false they're going to be. We'll, we'll see. This could be interesting. Yeah. Uh, also, Sal. Sal's not here today. Yeah, Sal's uh, in the midst of about to be traveling for like a month straight. So. Oh, wow. So we may not see Sal for a while. Yeah, so he's packing a suitcase for... About that long. Wow. All right. Well, that's I'm kind of sad. I like to have him sell back. I mean, he'll be back eventually. It's not like he's dying. Jeez. He kind <laughs> of is for the next month. <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, today we're going to be talking about the big news from Ford. Yeah. Which, uh... Adam, what's the big news from Ford? I've been out of the loop. What? Oh. <laughs> Something about cars, you guys said. So, well, <laughs> actually... No. It's a car podcast, and it's Ford, and it's something about cars. <laughs> there, you, there you go. So actually, you, you have some Ford stock, right? I mean, embarrassing amounts. But, <laughs> but it went up today, right? I've been so busy, I have no idea. Here, check it. Check it and see. Let's, let's look and see. Yeah, yeah, we're, look, we're, we're all going to look on the mobile capabilities for the stock market. In our mobile studio. Right? Yeah. Oh, actually, it jumped significantly, didn't it? I know. It was up 1.37% today. Yep. Oh. Well, actually, it dropped down significantly in the after hours, but we'll just pretend yeah. that didn't happen. Yeah, we'll say that didn't happen. <laughs> it's back so, up. It's back. It was like a little needle, needle down spike there. Yeah, yep. So it was up 2.7% today. And so <clears throat> something, so me and Mike have been fans of like Ford stock and found it to be an interesting company for a long time, as you can probably tell by the majority of the content on this podcast and other stuff that we do. <laughs> um, but uh, one thing we've never understood is Ford's valuation in the stock market has always been made no sense to us. We've always thought that Ford was worth a lot more than what its ticker price represented. But... Okay. Not to also, get too detailed, a lot of that has to do with A-class and B-class shares. The fact the Ford family still owns the controlling interest in Ford, and that's not like it is with pretty much any other company on the publicly traded New York Stock Exchange anymore. But anyways, go on. And Mike has an MBA, and I'm more of a retail moron. So, <laughs> <laughs> so Mike gets all of that stuff. But uh, today, Ford announced that in their quarterly re- earnings report, that they were basically planning on not making cars anymore. 
not making cars in the U.S. anymore. That's or, the only place that matters. Wait. Are there other countries? China's the largest automotive market in the world currently. <laughs> but we're fighting with them. Kind of. He said, she said kind of stuff with China right now. Kind of. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so the big announcement was, well, there was a few big announcements, but the, the biggest announcement that anybody really cares about is uh, that Ford is no longer going to produce any cars for the United States market that aren't a Mustang or I think like the hybrid fusion or something like that. Or the, no, the, you don't know what the other one was? No, I don't remember. I remember. You, this is, okay, so it was also, a Focus. Okay, which one? Come a, on, which a, one? There's a new, next year, a new Focus wagon version is going to come out, and that's the one they're going to keep here. Oh, okay. All right. Well, I'm okay with that. Okay. I'm all right with that. Of course, Mike's all right with that. Eh. Yeah. Totally but, but, it's like, <laughs> but it's like the E-Drive version, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's like yeah. some weird... Yeah. Yep. So, yeah, so, so they'll probably still make the Taurus, because that's they're just going to let that die, right? Okay. Yep. So we'll probably continue production of the Taurus until that that's dead. Uh, Lincoln's probably going to continue its cars until they're dead. So is point, it, point is, they're just not going to get a refresh, yeah. right? Because all this is slated to happen in like 2020 and beyond. So the cars that we're currently producing, we're going to continue to produce. But we're just not going to update them and we're not going to install any. There's going to be no capital expenditure to put that back in in the States. Does this actually all apply to Lincoln too? Oh, for sure. Because they ran on, on the same lines. It would be interesting if like the only Ford car you could buy would be a Lincoln. That would be interesting. Well, they're going to phase that out too, right? Because the production... Yeah. Uh, the production volumes of Lincoln won't support a whole assembly plant just for Lincoln vehicles. Right? Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. So essentially what's going to happen is uh, Ford, similar to what Chrysler did with the 200 and the, uh, uh, the Dart, oh, yeah, yeah. when they ceased production of those, um, and then they announced that they were going to produce whatever in Mexico. Mm-hmm. Maybe they announced they were going to produce it in Mexico, and then they said they just weren't going to produce it at all. I don't remember mm-hmm. which way it went. But point is, we're moving out of that, and everything you're going to be able to buy a, a crossover or SUV or a truck in the States. So the thing I thought was super interesting, especially considering I don't think that the EcoSport is a huge hit here right now, but they basically sounded like they were going to double down on the EcoSport in the United States. Probably, yeah, because they're going to... Ha- so in order to make up the volume, that because the Fusion's still a big seller, Right, you have, mm-hmm. you have to look at the future. We lose money on them, as for, so from somebody that works at Ford. Right in in the states, we probably either lose money or barely make money. Interesting. Right? Um, on the fusion, on the fusion, on the Focus, on the mm-hmm. Fiesta, uh, unless it's like a top trim level, right? You're we probably don't really make a whole lot of money. Hmm. We we may make some money off it, right? But if we only make two or three percent margin, it means Ford's current margin is like seven percent. Um, and the target is 8% by 2020, I think, mm-hmm. is what the quarterly report just said. And so if, you, if you're looking at it from that perspective and your your cars are making 2 or 3%, so sure, they're making money, but they're, they're below the average margin that you want. Yeah. And so you're relying on your trucks, SUVs, et cetera, et cetera, that make 20% or better margins to make up the difference, right? And sure, they make up the difference, um, but you're still going to lose sales and... In order to curb the lost sales, the lost market, because everybody's concerned about market share, and if you if you auto, if you just cut out a giant segment of the market, people that want cars, um, then you have to have something to offer them, offer those customers to get into, right? Yeah. So while the EcoSport may not be a big hit right now, once you can't buy a Focus anymore, the EcoSport may be something that people are interested in. Except. Yeah. 
So let's look at, so here's another thing too that I was thinking about. The Fusion and the Taurus, right? Those are basically $30,000 cars. Okay, if you get like a decent trim package and stuff. Wait, which ones? The like Taurus and the Fusion. So titanium yeah, fusion I'd say, is like well, thirty grand. Okay, yeah, but you could get a, a well outfitted for fusion for like twenty five, twenty six. I think. Okay, fine. But here's the thing: if they stop making those, right? Why would somebody not want to buy like a C two fifty or something like that, like a Mercedes or like a uh, you know a Corolla or Camry or something like like all these that, other and see, places? And see, that's the danger is. There's people that there's people that inherently prefer cars, mm-hmm. right? Weirdos. I happen to be truck one guys. of. I, I realize <laughs> I'm a, I'm an outlier in that I would. I mean, I'll buy a truck, right? But I'm not gonna pay. I'm not gonna pay forty grand for a new one, mm-hmm. right? So I'm never gonna buy a new truck. I'm yeah. gonna buy a used truck, but I'm never gonna buy a new one. Mm-hmm. Um, and the only other thing that I would be interested in would be a car. Mm-hmm. I'm not interested in SUVs. I really don't give a shit about crossovers. Uh, the Mustang is something that I would purchase, mm-hmm. yep. but only with a V8. And if the V8 goes away in the Mustang, which let's be honest, sooner or later it's going to go away. You wouldn't buy an 800 horsepower like dual drivetrain performance GT machine Mustang, eh. like a La Ferrari of Mustangs. Eh. <laughs> no, I would. No, just FYI, I would. I wouldn't. I would. I'd probably buy. Honestly, I'd probably buy a, a 2015, where the last, which the last year that had a live rear axle in it, or that was 14. 14. 14. I'd probably buy a 2014 then. That's probably Actually, as new as I would ever get a let's, Mustang. Let's all be real here. None of us would buy any of those things. We would all buy the Bronco. That's true. It's the one SUV that I would buy. <laughs> um, but but my point is right. So you have there's consumers out there who want a car. Mm-hmm. And people still see cars as entry level vehicles, right? So who? What? Yeah, for sure. What was your fr- okay? Yeah, ask me that. Think, <laughs> think, think about somebody that's in uh, high school or college, right? They think about cars as an entry. Generally, the car is the entry level vehicle because the SUVs and whatnot have usually have historically cost more than say a used Toyota I Corolla. I don't know. I think the reason that kids get basically what the kid usually gets is the hand-me-down vehicle, which is the vehicle that the performance the parents could barely afford to buy because they just had the kid. Right. Okay, so yeah. now you're talking this car is at least 16 years old, if not more. <laughs> right? And so I think Probably that's not where quite the, that old, I think but. that's where the origin is, you know. Yeah. I think you're seeing a lot of the smaller SUVs though, like, you know, whatever the hell Buick's offering nowadays. Um, you know, they've got the what is it, the Verano? The really small SUV. Uh, yeah, um, yeah that one the, or, or the, um, the one that Enclave. starts with an E Enclave maybe. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. yeah, the Enclave's bigger like a okay, yeah. oh, okay. like a traverse. But you know, this so you've got these smaller SUVs and crossovers like Jeep Compass. Mm-hmm. You know the Renegade. Thing, yeah, things right. that are that size. Yep. And those are more and more entry level as well. You know. Right. Uh, and, and they're and, filling that car market little by little. Right. Hmm. And I think that's that's what everybody's expecting to happen, right? And it, realistically in the states, it, that's what's going to happen. We're we're not going to see a return to cars and things like that. Our infrastructure is such that uh, we don't really need the the cars, right? We've we've got the space to have trucks and SUVs and things like that on the road, and so we don't need uh, we don't need the cars 
that are smaller, that have a smaller footprint, like most of the rest of the world, yeah. that doesn't have the space that the fucking states do, right? It's, it's kind of funny because the states don't quite have enough room for Raptor-sized vehicles and F-250s, <laughs> but they, they have more room than you need for, like, a Fiat 500. Tom, the areas where Raptors and F-250s Sorry, cool car alert. Yep, Everybody cool, just looked oh, away. Pause, yep, pause. We have a 1969. No, no, that's 68. 68 Mustang white just drove by. Fastback. We're yeah, easily fast back. sidetracked when we're sitting Way on the shiny, side of the road. shiny things. Sorry. Okay. Anyway, uh, but the F two fifty and the Raptor were not designed for the spaces where most people use them. And so I would say that then you, yeah, you those can't. Are outliers. You can't make something that cool and not expect people to use them. There, everywhere. <laughs> That's their fault. That's Ford's fault. That is not well, our fault. The thing is, I mean, you, my, what I was kind of getting at with the smaller SUVs is they're about, when you look at it, they're about the same footprint. Right, right. Yeah. And they are. They're on the same platform. Yeah, they're about the same footprint. They're on the same platform, but the difference is you get more room in them. Right. And I think a, a lot of the market nowadays, people want that extra room versus a car. Right. Yeah. And when, since the prices are getting to the point where they're comparable, why would you not spring for the one with extra interior space? And that's something. So, but if if we were if we were to look at somebody who's already done this, yeah, Chrysler, okay, um, outside of their Fiats that they keep trying to sell here that <laughs> don't sell here, um, are they making money on those? On the Fiats, on the uh, like the Renegades and stuff. Oh, dude, Jeep's making a killing. Well, Jeep is. Jeep's but I mean, making like, a killing. The thing is, though, if you're not making money, Ford, if you're not making money on the Focus, like Fiesta. Fusion, why would you make money on an SUV that's on the same platform if you have to bring the price down anyway? Be- but they don't because people will pay more for the SUV, right? So the average transaction price has increased overall, okay. yeah. right? Overall, the average. It's like 30 grand. Right. So people are, pr- I don't know what the statistics are. I'd have to go look at it, right? But my guess would be that people aren't buying the base level of a fusion or a focus or whatever for the most part right they pro- the sales you probably see are more of the higher trim levels which then get into the base level price for an suv mm-hmm. right where you you probably already make a margin on the base level for the suv because you've upfitted it with things like all-wheel drive and uh i don't know uh heated leather seats or whatever and that's where the the base starts. I don't know that that's where the base starts, mm-hmm. but let's say that's that that's where it is, the right? Standard equipment, yeah. Right. So by eliminating the lower priced cars, you automatically push people into the slightly higher priced by two or three thousand dollar SUV, and that makes up your margin difference, mm-hmm. right? Because if you talk two grand on a thirty thousand dollar vehicle, if, that's your seven percent. But that's a big if because your big if there. So, like, yeah, okay. You're so hoping that people will stay brand yeah. loyal even though they don't have the choices. Right. Yep. That's it, a, yeah, that, that's a big, it's a big gamble. That explains a lot why they're trying to make the mini Bronco version, right? You saw that? Like, the, they're going to do the Bronco, and they're also going to do, like, a smaller version of the Bronco. Oh, yeah? Yep. Mm. So Like, like which, the car? I, I think so, yeah. We're, we're going to get the car in the States? Probably. Oh, jeez. Right? So. That's like, for those of you who don't know, the car is like a Suzuki Samurai size Ford. Yep. <laughs> So it's basically like a little, like an eco sport on steroids or something. I think, Tom, if you and I got in a car, we're probably going to have more room in the 35 going to Alaska Mm. than we would have if we got into a car sitting side by side. (laughs) There you go. Yep. Yep. So 
So yeah, that makes a lot of sense that that's there because it has to be cool, right? Like, why would you stay brand loyal if all you had was like as an option was like a base eco sport? Yeah, it's true. You know what I mean? Like the yeah. the 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 new escapes are not very much like a brand something that I don't think builds a huge amount of brand loyalty. They probably sell a bunch, but uh, I don't think that they're. You know, the reason, the thing you think of with Ford is, like, the Mustangs, the trucks, the right. GT, the, you know, like, stuff like the Bronco, right? So, yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. Like, I guess we'll have to see what happens. I mean, they apparently think it works. This sounds like, this is kind of interesting, too. I wonder if this is, like, a Hackett move because... Um, oh, it's, I mean, it's it's definitely a Hackett move. Um, and I have a whole... We should try and coin a phrase, like, about a Hackettism. <laughs> oh, I mean, they call him Hackett the Hatchet, but it's not because of this. <laughs> Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, we should, we should like, we should, I don't know. Yeah. We'll, we'll think about that and try and come back to one yeah. catchphrase. Um, but no, it's, it, I mean, it's a big gamble, yeah. right? So the plus side is it's not like the, the production's going away, right? These cars mm-hmm. are still going to be produced in other regions around the world. Yeah. So if it's a complete flop, they can always import them right. until they can, until they can localize production again. Except for the if, tariffs. Yeah, the ter- yeah, but <laughs> but the point is, you they there's still the opportunity to backtrack a little bit and import them if the if it's a complete clusterfuck, right? Right. Um, and they can but I don't know. It's it's back up too. Like obviously, Wall Street thinks it's a good move. Yeah. Right. Well, they're, Wall they're Street just it. cares about the share price. Yeah. The, or the yeah. earnings per share, the margins. That's what they care. Well, about. and and they care about uh, lower capital expenditures, mm-hmm. right? And by eliminating these for the North American market, mm-hmm. it it drops billions in capital expenditures that would have to be made for crash testing and uh, facelifting for new models. It's you know tooling and whatever else you have to do. Yeah. So um, the overhead. Yeah. So I mean, it's it's a. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. I guess. Yeah. So all we can do at this point is wait and see. Yeah. Yep. I think definitely the market perspective, like the not switching to another brand, the brand loyalty side of it's going to be interesting. Right. But well, should we do an Alcan update? Sure. Yeah, we have Alcan news, right? We I mean, do. Yeah, you guys saw it. What's the news? Well, we posted on Twitch, kind of our first foray into Twitch. Twitch TV. Um, we might be doing that more this summer, but we posted on there the first video of the vehicle driving. Under its own power. Yes. Yeah. With no brakes. With, well, yep. No yeah. brakes. Speaking of the brakes. Who needs brakes? How are you doing with the brakes? Um, yeah. Nope. I, no I, honestly, <laughs> honestly, I haven't really had time to mess with it because mm-hmm. I spent... So we got it running and pulled it out of the garage, and then yep. we promptly pulled the cab off of it so I could start doing metal work. Yep. Um, you have first and second gear you found. Yes, I do. Two. We didn't didn't get it up to speed for third gear because, well, like, no brakes. <laughs> right. Um, so we also couldn't test the Columbia rear end to see if that engages and disengages. Mm-hmm. But I had to clean the garage yep. because it was, crazy. it was, it was a mess. It was mm-hmm. bad. So I pretty, once you guys left, I pretty much spent the rest of the day cleaning the garage. And then Monday, unfortunately I had a bunch of like family type things that I had to attend to. So I, or Sunday, I guess I had a bunch of things that I had to do. So I didn't get a whole lot of work done on Sunday. Um, but I have done a few things during the week. Not a lot, but a few things during the week. So I'm pretty well prepped to start body work now. Sweet. Um, I'm going to go make myself a, a portable planishing, a handheld planishing hammer. And that will greatly simplify my body work. And 
Yeah, that's. I mean, that's where I'm at right now is body work. Well, but it ran. It, it did. started. It did. And it's, it's converted to 12 volts even, so it's, yep. it started pretty quick. Yep. And, uh, yeah, what do you think of it, Adam? It was awesome. It was yeah. great, great to see it moving under its own power. And um, yeah. What do you think about it going 12,000 miles? I have confidence in my every, every confidence. Every, um, everybody, everybody keeps saying that like, oh, like it's crazy you got so far. I always had faith that Mike would get the truck together and running and moving. But my question is the the longevity of the vehicle on our journey. That that is where my yeah. my faith, and it's not so much Mike as the nearly hundred year old metal of which we are relying on. Well, the plus side is I just bought like three yeah. different setups for a fan. Yep. So I should have some spare parts. <laughs> backups. We're thinking in terms that we have used in our planning like calls. We have used words like backup, redundancy, yeah, um, yep. alternative plans. Yep. Yep. There's, we, there's much those. of that. And uh, one of the forums that I'm a member of, I'll, I'll probably be able to get support at least out to the West Coast. Once we leave and head north, I don't know. Yeah. But if something happens to us between here and the West Coast, I could probably get some support. So we'll see we'll see how that goes. Shout out to the ham. If yep. anybody on the ham listens. I doubt anybody listens. <laughs> it's a bunch of old farts. Well they're all and some all, younger guys, but they're all busy working and not yeah, they're all busy working pod- on their shit. Right, and not podcasting. Yeah, it's true. That's yeah. the beauty of podcasts. You can listen to them while you work on your shit. See? That's true. Throw a link up there. There you go, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> cool. Yeah. So I I don't know. Looking forward to it. Should be pretty awesome. Yep. Um I'm taking a week off here to go to Columbia. But yep. Are you going to Columbia in two speeds or just one? <laughs> but wrong I'm wrong t- Columbia, I thought. Oh, wrong sorry. Columbia. Sorry. I Oh boy. It was low I I couldn't I couldn't resist. But yeah. And on that, great disappointment. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and on that sad note. Thanks for listening. Share. Follow, follow us, share us, like us, give us send us a comment so that we can Prove that review. you're listening. That's what yeah. we need to do. You guys need to review the podcast. That would be on iTunes. That would be yes. amazing. That would be great. Uh, and also, too, special thanks to anybody that listens to us on Anchor. Um, we actually really love that platform. We're planning on using that a bunch more this summer. Um, yeah, and keep a, keep a lookout for us doing a lot of uh, Cars and Coffee coverage coming up. We have some very interesting ideas about that, so stay tuned which may turn into technical giant technical failures, but we'll try. Yeah. Cool. All right. We'll see you all next time.